Hello everyone and welcome to the Rossi's Live Life Well podcast episode number four. I'm Liam Killington and joined as ever by Sophia Pell. Hey Soph, how are you? How's your week been? Oh good morning Liam, I'm really well. It's been a busy week but a good one. Yeah and I'm, I'm all good, family's all good. How is How has your week been and how are you all lot? Yeah, not bad at all thank you. Um, lockdown's been eased just a little bit so we've been out in the car um had a walk by the river so yeah it's been really nice um first time the children have been in the car for for two months um (laughs) so so it felt a little bit strange um but they really they really enjoyed themselves so it's it's just nice to get that little bit more little bit more freedom really absolutely that sounds great so firstly i'd just like to thank everyone who listened to last week's podcast um we were joined by matt bolt um, and we discussed all things squash um, squash racquetball and squash 57 as we found out racquetball's now now called mm. um, so if you haven't listened to that um, please do go back have a catch up um, and, and learn all things squash it's a good one I really enjoyed that last week actually. it was good yeah um, this week's a little bit different um, it's just me and you Soph yep and we are going to discuss all things to do with sleep um, so just to give everyone a little bit of sort of clarity some weeks we'll have guests like we had last week and then Fiona Spencer the week before other weeks it will just be me and safe um and we'll choose a topic and we'll we'll have a discussion around it so this week we're going to discuss all things to do with sleep yeah that's right in the Rossi's members and friends Facebook group I did touch upon sleep briefly in one of my quick little lives with where I just talk about tips and motivation and and all different things that can help people hopefully uh, during these difficult times and, and sleep was one of the things I talked about very briefly and we thought that was quite an interesting subject um, and decided to expand on that for the whole podcast today so that's why we've gone with uh, with that subject it's something I think a lot of people have found disrupted and a lot of people struggle with in general isn't that right Lee? I think it's one of those big things that's changed, isn't it? During during mm. lockdown, people's sleep patterns. Yeah. Um, some people are going to bed later. Some people are going to bed earlier. Um, some people, you know, who maybe were more tired when they were working are now less tired and are finding it more difficult to sleep. Yeah. Um, some people are struggling with routine. So I think there's quite a, a lot to talk about, and and, and it is a, is it is a big area. It affects everybody. Um, a little fact for you, Safe. Um, mm-hmm. We spend almost one third of our lives asleep, um, so that equates to approximately twenty-five years. So, if you look at it <laughs> like that, it's, it's quite—it's quite a big subject, right? It really is, <laughs> and all that time, <laughs> and you don't remember it unless you remember all your dreams, which I don't remember all of mine. I remember some of them, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah, I very rarely remember dreams. I think I sleep so deeply. I just, you know, I'm—I'm I'm out to account. Um, <laughs> It's an interesting one because I've never really had too many issues with sleep, if I'm really honest. Um, no, I've been quite lucky throughout my life. Generally, there's been the odd period of time when I've had a little bit of insomnia or, or waking up a lot. I think the most difficult time for me with sleep was when I was pregnant. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Everything's, understandably so. Exactly. Everything's more uncomfortable and you just can't sleep in one position for too long because it doesn't stay comfortable for five minutes. So that was the worst time for me. But... Uh, during lockdown, I have found sleep a little bit more of a problem and falling asleep has been a little bit harder. And I think uh, that's been the case for, for a lot of other people as well. I think that's an interesting point that we both just made there, that, that we both said that we don't struggle with sleep. Mm. It's probably attributed to the fact that we both exercise a lot, mm. generally. Um, Definitely. So that's a bit of a shift for us during lockdown because we're, we're exercising 
a little bit less, maybe slightly less intensely. Mm. So it is going to have a bit of an impact. The other thing that probably influences my sleep the most is, is working shifts as well. Yeah. So it might be that we, we get up early or we, or we go to bed late. Um, generally, we try not to do that on a you know, back-to-back, a late to an early. But because you do have a disrupted kind of rhythm to your sleep or, mm. or pattern, sleeping pattern, I think that affects me quite a lot as well. Yeah, well, we've been used to working shifts for, for years and years, haven't we? So suddenly not having that and just getting up at roughly the same time every day, that, that's really different. And I, I don't know how my body feels about that, really. I've just been so used to shifts. And uh, people that were working nights, I guess, that are now no longer doing those real extremes of shifts, daytimes and nighttimes, I wonder how, how they're feeling about that. But yeah, everybody, no matter what, has had their sleep disrupted in some way or their sleeping rhythm and pattern changed by uh, coronavirus lockdown so yeah everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different but i do think we're probably all affected to a point yeah i have to agree with you there i think my i've got into a better routine i've mm. certainly got into a better habit um i go to bed roughly at the same time um each night and and generally wake up with the children about five o'clock <laughs> in the morning um oh. <laughs> and so i tend to go to bed a little bit earlier these days mm. Um, but I think people do have kind of your, you hear people talk about night owls and morning larks. And I think people do have their ideal hours of sleep. Um, for me, I think it is getting to bed slightly earlier and then getting up mm. slightly earlier. And I think when you can find that sweet spot, it, it works really well. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I quite like staying up quite late and not getting up so early. And I'm, I'm lucky my children are a little bit older than yours. So they're still asleep now, I think, or possibly just getting up <laughs> for their last day of homeschooling before half term. Although today is a bank, is it a bank holiday? No, it's bank holiday Monday, isn't it? Bank holiday Monday. Yeah. Uh, so they, they will be getting up and having their breakfast now. So I tend to get up about half past seven at the moment. I got up a little bit earlier today, so I'd be ready for, <laughs> for this recording this morning, um, which, which wasn't too bad. But yeah, go to bed usually about half 11, something like that. And yeah, oh, I think that's way too late for me. Oh, I know because you have little ones. So when when my children were small, and then yeah, I went to bed a lot earlier. Right? So I can't remember much of that time because there wasn't very much sleep to be had. But uh, my daughter's going to be fourteen on Tuesday, and my son will be thirteen in uh, September. So yeah, they like their sleep, and I have to prize them out of bed in the morning. Now you're the other way round. <laughs> Your children prize you out of bed. Yeah, absolutely that. I think one of the real positives with with the situation we find ourselves in as well is people can experiment a little bit. If people haven't got to get up for work or go to bed late because they've been working shifts, now's the time to try going to bed a bit earlier, you know, see that what time you naturally yeah. wake up, go a yeah, bit yeah. later and see how you feel the next day. Um, it's very much a sort of period of, of experimentation and try and find sort of where that sweet spot is, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think everyone's a little bit different when it comes to um, how much sleep they need as well. I mean, I generally feel pretty good on about seven to eight hours. But I, I know Mark, my other half, he, he needs a good nine or ten before he feels good, which can be difficult to try and achieve this day and age. Um, yeah, without doubt. But I know a lot of people that could get by on four or five hours and they still feel great. So I think everyone, just like with, with diet or anything else, everyone is a little bit different. So yeah, that experimentation, just finding out kind of what works for you. Keeping a sleep diary is a really good idea. So you can record um, 
how much sleep you had, how you felt with, before you went to bed, how you felt when you woke up in the morning, um, and any other factors like if you had any alcohol or caffeine or anything like that, or any stress that you were under, that could be useful. Just writing everything yeah, down. Absolutely, and now's the time to do it, isn't it? People have mm. got. Yeah. People can control the variables, I guess. Yep. I'm literally recording everything at the moment. I have three of these like A4 books on the go. One with choreography for my classes, one for my training and my progress, because that was getting a bit lapsed. And then one for all my ideas and all the stuff that's coming out of my brain at the moment. And that's really helpful just to get everything out of my head and onto paper. And it really makes me feel a bit lighter in my head. So that's my tip. Just write it down, write it all down. Even if you can't read your handwriting afterwards, just write it down. I guess it's no different to we keep you know we keep exercise journals don't we mm. and people record certainly you know how many runs they do or how many miles they run or, or yeah. what exercises they're doing how many reps how many sets we've got all these sort of variables that we can control but generally we don't do it with sleep and actually that's a really good point mm. yeah. we probably should be if you if you struggle with sleep in general or you have been since lockdown I highly recommend keeping a sleep diary or sleep journal highly recommend it yeah so let's have a little bit, let's have a look at sleep, really. Mm. Um, we, when we sleep, we go through a bit of a cycle, um, which occurs in five distinct uh, stages, um, and it repeats roughly every 90 minutes. Um, so when you first lay down, your breathing rate slows, you transition from consciousness to a light sleep known as stage one. Um, after two minutes or so, you relax further, entering into stage two sleep. Your body temperature drops, breathing becomes regular during the, that 20 minute stage. Stages three and four are where sleepwalking and talking can occur. Mm. Do you do that, Soph? I do talk, apparently, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've been told I, I a... talk in my sleep as well. <laughs> if I have a drink as well, that's, I'm more likely to, one, snore, and two, talk. But I don't think I've ever done any sleepwalking. I know my mum used to, though. I, I have been known to sleepwalk. Not so yeah. much in adulthood, certainly when I was a child. It's quite um, common in childhood, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's actually a deep restorative form of sleep um, and your brain waves slow down there as well. Mm. Um, and then stage five is REM sleep, mm. which is rap rapid eye movement, um, which is generally, I, th I believe with REM sleep is, is kind of when you dream and yeah. then it, it, that's why you remember dreams. If you're woken up during REM sleep, you then Obviously, you remember that dream. Oh, but must... once, you get, once you get through that cycle and then go, go back into it, I think you then tend to forget your dreams. Oh, I must wake up in REM a lot then. So I remember quite a lot of dreams. My dreams have actually been much more vivid since lockdown as well. I think when I'm under a period of change or stress, I have really bizarre, really weird dreams. And they're really, I wake up and go, what the hell was that all about? So, yeah, that, that's my experience of other than struggling a little bit to fall asleep and stay asleep just a little bit not hugely but yeah really vivid dreams and i think that's been quite a common thing for a lot of people through lockdown as well i think it's really interesting where you know your heart rate changes during sleep as well i think a lot of people just imagine it to be you know one consistent um yeah. rhythm um but actually during rem sleep your heart rate accelerates um and your breathing changes as well um the really interesting thing the rapid eye movement is your eyes dart back and forth as well um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever, I, I know I've certainly seen my children yeah. during yeah, REM yeah, yeah. sleep and you can see their eyes. It's, it's bizarre to watch. It's a bit it weird, is. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit strange. 
So what we should probably do, Safe, is dive into some questions. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've, we've spoken to it a little bit, or we've spoken about it a little bit already, and obviously COVID-19. What would you say some of the issues people might be experiencing with their sleep during these times? Um, is it stress? Is it lack of routine? I know people are drinking a little bit more as well. Oh, that, yeah, definitely. All of the above, really, as we kind of touched on earlier, I think everybody's routine, especially if they would suddenly put out of work like me and you were when when the club closed and had to close all the gyms in the country had to shut down straight away which was a massive uh, period of stress and anxiety as well as suddenly your routine is completely out of the window um there's a real anxiety about what's going to happen over the from from that day what was it march the 20 24th or something wasn't it um yeah. from that day you then don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks of course that's going to have a huge impact on on your stress on how you feel on your mental health which immediately impacts your sleep and when your sleep is impacted that kind of spirals back around to affect your mental health again so it it can be a bit of a downward spiral um which we think we're all using different things to cope with and you said yeah alcohol i think i think a lot of people are comfort drinking i i have definitely i've i've had to kind of rein that in a little bit but yeah i've been drinking more than usual because you're at home you can't go out and i think when you're at home and you're drinking it's easier to pour more than when you're down the pub because when you're down the pub you know you've got to go and pay for that next drink and you're at home mm. and you've got a bottle of wine or you've got you know a bottle of whatever you like to drink there's no one stopping you topping up your glass i think there's a bit of a misconception there as well isn't there a lot of people think alcohol actually aids sleep mm. but it but it's the other way around it actually it stops you sleeping as well doesn't it yeah well it, it might make it easier to fall asleep <laughs> we've all yeah. fell asleep after a drink right but your quality of sleep is seriously diminished which is one of the reasons you feel terrible when you wake up in the morning other than the dehydration and you know the, the toxins that are in alcohol that give you a hangover even if you don't have a hangover you're bound to wake up feeling more tired than if you went to bed hydrated and had, having had the proper nutrition as well so yeah people people might be drinking to to help their sleep but it's actually a quite a negative effect it has like you said so we've touched upon alcohol mm -hmm. um are there any other any foods that people should avoid before going to bed anything else that might affect sleep quality well uh, going back to drinks caffeine probably quite an obvious one for most people so drinking a coffee um before you go to bed probably not the best idea and again it just it does disrupt that quality of sleep caffeine is a stimulant that goes with anything with caffeine in so carbonated drinks with caffeine in such as coke that kind of thing uh, chocolate dark chocolate um, although it is quite good for you it's not a great thing to have just before bed either for, for that reason it's the caffeine in it um, have your dark chocolate in the morning give you a bit of a buzz to give those energy levels a bit of a raise but uh, quite obvious things as well to avoid before going to bed things like really high fatty processed foods because they're harder to digest to digest they sit heavier on your stomach really sugary foods will give you a blood sugar spike which they'll then drop and crash and can cause you to wake up in the night as well because your blood sugar's dropped um so it's quite a lot of it's quite obvious but there's a couple of things that uh, you might not think are obvious such as which i've read about um but vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower because they're so fibrous they're actually quite hard to digest and uh, foods that are really fibrous can be can disrupt your sleep because your body's working harder to digest those when it should be just resting a little bit um there's conflicting advice as to whether you shouldn't eat before you go to bed or you should i think that's an individual thing different people will cope with 
eat I mean I can eat quite late and go to bed and, and my sleep's pretty good but I know yeah, a lot I, of people that if I eat late they, they can't sleep at all it's really interesting I'm the same I can I can eat late um, and caffeine I can drink I can mm. have a coffee just before I go to bed and it wouldn't have any effect on my yeah, sleep no, I'm the same um, actually with caffeine I'm not the very... other, but then other people are very much they're very different aren't they you yeah know, some people have you know even have a sniff of caffeine and they can't sleep yeah I've, I've never been i don't think i'm very sensitive to caffeine and you're probably the same it doesn't it doesn't seem to and i can i can have three or four days where i don't drink any caffeine at all and i don't get that withdrawal on that headache and that weird feeling that people could get if they if they detox from caffeine i don't i like i drink caffeine because i like the taste more than anything so it doesn't it doesn't tend to affect me too much but i think different people have different levels of sensitivity to it yeah definitely and is there anything people could consume before they go to sleep that would actually aid their sleep? Yeah, definitely. Um, foods like uh, bananas, uh, kiwis and almonds, uh, which seem a little bit random. In, in the, I mean, they sound like really healthy things anyway. Bananas are great for so many things. But the reason those foods are really good is because they contain high levels of magnesium um, and melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. Magnesium is really important um, mineral to help sleep. It actually helps calm you down and relax you. And melatonin is the sleep hormone as well. Um, also oats, because they're a really good long lasting source of carbohydrate. Not that anyone wants a bowl of porridge before they go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well I wouldn't anyway I'm not a big no, porridge fan but there are other ways to consume oats and you can have them in a shake um, and you can have um, oat biscuits that kind of thing as long as they're not the really sugary ones because again you're going to get that kind of blood sugar spike and then crash sugary foods always give you that that quick high and then whoom, you come straight back down which is great for straight after exercise isn't it Liam it is indeed other foods that I I looked at um, were walnuts so again obviously you said almonds um, <laughs> yeah, fish. any nuts Fish um, as well, yeah. rice, milk. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting you mentioned magnesium. Mm -hmm. um, I very often take zinc and magnesium before I go to bed. Mm. Um, it initially started, there's, there's a supplement you can buy which is called ZMA, um, which is zinc, magnesium and vitamin B6. I remember you um, talking um, about that. Yeah, and someone had said to me, you should, you should have it before you go to sleep. Um, it's supposed to help, it's supposed to help boost testosterone. Um, so a lot of bodybuilders use it. Um, obviously completely natural but it it contains obviously a lot of magnesium and zinc and mm -hmm. my sleep quality it just went through the roof when i when i started taking that there you Absolutely go that's, that's how good it is incredible so i don't buy it as a supplement form now i tend to just have like a magnesium tablet and a zinc tablet before i go to bed and it definitely definitely improves the quality of my sleep um, there you go as that's as we said earlier everybody's individual but i find yeah. magnesium and zinc before bed uh, really do help me actually there you go folks if you are struggling with sleep that's another top tip sleep diary sleep diary and magnesium there you go yeah magnesium's you, a big one for me especially if you don't fancy uh kiwis almonds or bananas or oats before you go to bed take a supplement instead and again I think the, if you're sorry go on. i think the interesting one for me is lettuce i know somebody said that on your on your live the other day yeah that's right I, yeah, I, yeah yeah i'd never heard i'd never heard lettuce was good before you go to bed yeah a whole eat a whole lettuce well, <laughs> yeah it's funny because i don't think i think they commented after after the video had been live so i i didn't or did, i can't remember now um and i remember them just putting oh lettuce head and i was like what about a lettuce head oh that really helps sleep okay with you <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah that's an interesting one um but um cheese is one to avoid which is 
well, everyone's sad about that. Everyone likes eating cheese before they go to bed, right? But uh, yeah, because it's 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 got um, a certain um, amino acid. I can't remember the name of it now, which doesn't help sleep. There's different amino acids that some can help and some can hinder. And also it's very high fat, a little bit processed as well. So yeah, eat your cheese earlier on in the day. I, th- I think that's the really important thing you just said there, processed. You know, the, the foods that we've said to avoid are processed foods. The foods mm-hmm. that we've said to eat, aren't processed foods um and that just is so true in, in everything in terms of nutrition mm. um, it, it yeah. is generally the only thing the only exception to that would be your high fibrous um vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower just because they're a little bit harder to digest so eat them earlier on just eat, avoid them before you go to bed yeah cool so in terms of tech i think this is an obvious one really but we mm-hmm. all do it um what should we be avoiding <laughs> before we go to bed oh man staring at your phone scrolling through instagram and facebook switch it off put it to one side if you can i advise have an alarm clock that's not on your phone so you can leave your phone in another room you're away from that technology your laptop's in another room and you have your alarm clock i'm guilty of not doing that i don't trust any alarm clock except my phone because they tend to fail on me on the in the past so I always use my phone for an alarm. Um, but and if you can resist the temptation to look at it, or you can put your phone on airplane mode so that you're not going to get any notifications or be disturbed, anything that's backlit you want to avoid. Um, so uh, doing admin on your laptop or, or your phone, anything like that, just put it away a good hour before you want to wind down and go to sleep and begin your bedtime routine about an hour before you go to bed and that shouldn't involve any technology. But yeah, I am seriously guilty of just, I'll just read the internet real quick before I go to sleep. The whole thing, just scroll, scroll, scroll. I think we're all guilty of it. Um, yeah. I think the really good thing though, tech companies seem to be identifying that's what people are doing. Um, I know on my tablet and on my laptop, there's a, there's a mode you can set it to, which, mm. which cuts down the blue light. Yeah, same um, on my iPhone, yeah. Yeah, my phone, I, I tend oh, to use do not disturb mode. So yeah. I can still have my phone and use my alarm clock. Like you say, I do exactly the same. And you can um, also it it cancels notifications. It does. Yeah. Over a and set you, period. And you can also set it to, um, for a bedtime. So your phone will actually tell you, get off your phone now. And, uh, you can set app limits as well. Things like that. And certain times where it'll tell you to, to not be, um, on your phone. It'll, okay. You can override it quite easily, but it's a little, it's a little reminder. And if you've got a bit of, a bit of discipline with it, it can work really well. Yeah, I think it's just something to be aware of. I, I think with anything tech, people are probably still going to do it, but it's just be super mindful of it and be mindful. Um, yeah, yeah, get it, get it out of the way as much as you can. And not only because of the backlit thing and and what it does to your eyes and stimulates the brain. It's, I don't think scrolling, especially in social media, more than anything, it's not going to be great for your mental health to pile on a load of social media before you go to bed. It always, always makes things feel a little bit worse i think for most people so i know you mentioned it in your live the other day Soph. um mm-hmm. probably the only exception to that would be if you're using some kind of meditation type app oh yeah <laughs> so you would be looking at your phone for that and it wouldn't be social media but yes you, there are some really good um i think you can set some of them to do a meditation and then switch off when it's finished so you can go to sleep listening to it i haven't actually tried that i, I don't like listening to something when i go to sleep um i like to just shut off and then work on going to sleep but that's just me i'm sure there are there are parts of each app 
um, that help. Or uh, it was meditation apps that I was using, but I'm sure there's meditation for sleep or sleep apps as well, which would probably encourage you to just have your phone to one side, be listening to it, but not looking at it. So that, that could be quite helpful for some people as well. But meditation is really, really helpful. And if you're struggling to go to sleep and you learn a few meditation techniques, even if it's just focusing on your breathing, I mean, one, it's really boring just to focus on your breathing. It's really useful. Yes, absolutely going to send you to sleep. <laughs> exactly. But that's what you want to do. And I think one of the points you were going to make is about um, if, what to do if you can't get to sleep. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in bed and you're trying to go to sleep. What's your advice there? Um, I, I think, I think the, the key thing is, is do all of the things that we've, that we've said now. For me personally, it, it, it's, it's a routine. I struggle mm. more so if I, if I haven't got a routine. Um, the other thing is if you, if you are laying in bed and you can't mm-hmm. sleep, um, the advice is don't just lay in bed and try and sleep. No. It's actually to get up and, and do something. Um, because the problem you've got, you know, I, I've, fortunately I don't do it very often, but if I haven't been able to sleep, you lay there and then you almost stress because you can't sleep. I've got to get up at a certain time in the morning and it's X Oh, that's hour what you, and... you start doing clock watching, don't you? You start going, right, if I fall asleep now, I'll get six hours and seven minutes. Oh, if I go to sleep now, I'll get... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you, you keep going over that. You keep looking at the clock and calculating how much sleep you get if you fell asleep then. But that's really stimulating. You're not going to go to sleep if you do that. It's horrible. It's no, really... I think it's really... I think if you are going to if you are gonna get up and do something, I think it needs to be something that isn't stimulating as well. Maybe read a book. Um, a boring book a boring book a boring book indeed. <laughs> not a page not a page turner or you'll stay up all night <laughs> <laughs> i think one of the other things that people need to recognize and, and it is different if you you know if you suffer with insomnia but you know we don't always have a good night's sleep you know mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to accept that um you know we've we've had a few days where it's been really warm yeah and that's one of the biggest issues for me is if it's hot, I can't sleep very well. Um, you know, you might have had a couple of nights where it's, where it's hot. You're going to, you're going to be less restful and it's going to be harder to sleep. So yeah. sometimes you just need to accept that you're not always going to get a perfect night's sleep. No, your body temperature actually needs to drop for you to go to sleep. So when it is really warm, that's really hard for your body to do. That doesn't affect me too much. I don't mind the heat at all. And my, my house is quite cold, so I'm quite lucky. Um, but yeah, I know that's a big deal for a lot of people and especially with the weather we've been having, we've got these weird periods of it's cold, it's cold and it's really hot all of a sudden like it was the other day. It was like 27 degrees out of nowhere. And I was like, what, what is this all about? And that was very hot. And yesterday was almost as hot, but not quite. And now it's a bit cold again. So it's, it's bizarre how our weather works like that, but that can kind of almost shock you into trying to cope with a completely different temperature. But yeah, that's the British weather. What can you do? <laughs> I think one of the other things that, that people need to be a little bit careful of is um, sometimes people will come home from, you know, from work, fall asleep on the sofa. You know, yeah. even if you have 20 minutes, half an hour, you nap here and there, naturally then going to make it harder for you to get to sleep. It can do, yeah. When you want to go to sleep. So just try and, and limit naps if you can. Hmm. Um, I think, yeah, quick little cat naps can, again, it can work for some people, those people that need loads of sleep, um, a, a nap can be quite helpful. I nap when I'm 
really tired and it doesn't affect my nighttime sleep but that's not very often and don't do it too late in the day either if you have a nap at six o'clock in the evening you're probably going to struggle to sleep when you go to bed that night so try and do it earlier on if you can okay if you're working a full day that's going to be tricky stay up until bedtime in that case yeah absolutely and I think the, the one thing the one key in all of this really to, to improve people's sleep is, is physical activity um, oh yes people, if people aren't exercising it's quite just thinking about it now all of these tips that we're we're talking about if you think about what you would do with children you take them outside you make them run around you get them exercise you get them tired um, yeah. if you want them to sleep at night you try and cut out that nap in the daytime <laughs> yeah. so it's almost what you do for children absolutely is the same as what we should be doing as adults but we don't always do that yeah absolutely yeah and uh, I think we like to get when we try and sleep train I mean I did do sleep training with my children because I can't cope without sleep so I needed to get them my daughter was much better than my son he used to get up at half four every morning so I, I feel your pain with yours getting up early but that was short-lived Tegan has been brilliant at sleep all her life but she still needed that little bit of training when she was teething or having a growth spurt or anything like that and that's a bedtime routine so with children I mean you might not you probably wouldn't do the same for an adult but you'd probably get them calm get them away from the tv um take them through like a, a bath time or a bathroom routine and brushing their teeth and that kind of thing and this ritual of getting ready mm. for bed and usually for most parents that would end with a story and it gets really calm you know you wouldn't put loud music on and start dancing around the living room and doing anything really exciting you'd make sure it's very quiet and very calm and then you'd put them to bed and make sure they feel secure and safe and comfortable and, and again really really calm and i think okay nobody's going to come and read you well they might come and read you a bedtime story <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you put the recordings of uh, i know the ladies out there they might well watch the uh, tom hardy reading out bedtime stories on cbb's <laughs> which was always a bonus when my kids were small enough to watch cbb's hey um, you did another one a couple of weeks ago I know, I missed it as well. I think I was teaching at the time. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now talking about Tom Hardy, but um, just giving yourself that routine uh, of calm and stuff that just makes you feel good. So that might be a bath. It might be like, like you said, a, a nice drink that's not got caffeine in it and something like warm milk or if you're, if you're dairy intolerant, soy milk or anything like that. Just something really, really relaxing. Read a book, get yourself away from your tech and try and do that same bedtime routine every night. Even if, even if you can only manage 10 minutes of routine, up to an hour is really ideal, but we don't all have that kind of time. If you can take that time to wind down, take your magnesium, write down all your worries, get them out of the way and then do something calm but enjoyable that makes you feel good, makes you feel happy kind of get all the thoughts of the day out of your head and then you can wind down and hopefully feel calm and ready to go to sleep yeah absolutely i think there's some some really good tips in there and, and hopefully people can sort of you know if, if there's things they aren't doing they can pick up and, and, and mm. give it a try i think now's the time like i said earlier to do that experiment you know see what works yeah. uh, like any anything in life really everybody's different and what works for one person won't necessarily work for the other mm -hmm. um i think one of the big i think one of the, the big things we need to remember is our body tends to work in rhythms so um the important thing is is the routine going to bed at the same time if you can yeah you calm not using devices you know being careful with what you eat i think if you get all of those things right you obviously stand a better chance of, of getting a real good night's sleep you do and the exercise as well 
vigorous exercise. And the exor- <laughs> I, did I just forget exercise? <laughs> no, you did. You did mention. It. I think you did mention it there. But yeah, exercising not necessarily right before you go to bed, <laughs> but um, exercising and giving yourself a chance to really do some vigorous exercise. You use your body, you know, raise those serotonin and dopamine levels, expend some energy, and that's going to help with your stress and your mental health. And uh, there's just so many benefits to doing that, even if it's. All you can manage is a walk or, or some yoga or Pilates, anything like that. Vigorous exercise is best, but you know it's not for everyone. Have a dance around the kitchen. Just don't do it in your bedtime routine. Put some music on. Do some head banging like I do. <laughs> that's a really interesting point that you raised then about exercising, not before you go to bed. That's probably <laughs> the only time I struggle is if I teach late. Uh-huh. Yep, same. So very, very often I teach spin at 8 o'clock. If I teach at 8, I'm probably not going to be asleep till midnight. Um, no, which is probably one of the reasons that I like to go to bed quite late because I'm quite often teaching until about nine o'clock at night. So I want to go home. The first thing I want to do is eat. I need to refuel. <clears throat> so I do that. And then I, I, do, I tend to watch TV and not really and just kind of veg out for a bit and wait until my brain's kind of gone. Okay. And so, yeah, that's probably why naturally I like to go to bed about half 11, 12 o'clock. Yeah. So I think the exercise is key, but obviously not too late. Just, just, just be aware that it can be mm-hmm. a little bit disruptive. Um, if you do exercise exercise late on yeah um, cool so that's amazing um i think some real good information in there some real good tips i think um, so yeah i think i think we'll call it a day there thanks to thanks to everyone for listening and, and hopefully tonight you'll you'll get you'll, you can put some of those tips into place and, and get a oh. better sleep <laughs> hopefully our podcasts won't just put you to sleep but if, if that's the way you get your yeah <laughs> you get if, your good night's sleep, sleep then you're welcome <laughs> yeah, listen to our podcast just before you go to sleep and uh, you're, you're guaranteed to fall asleep. Um, yeah, so so yeah, thank you everyone for listening. So f- once again, thank you. Thank you for oh. joining me and there's been some real good tips in there. Oh, definitely. It's been good. Um, so yeah, if you have enjoyed our podcast, um, just make sure you subscribe. So if you're on Apple, if you use an Apple device, Apple Podcasts, just hit the subscribe button and then whenever we publish a new episode, um, it will come up. It will tell you. Um, if you listen to us on Podbean, um, follow us on there. And again, our new episodes will will pop up. Um, yeah. So next week, it may well just be me and you safe. We may, may well be. have a guest. Um, we are not too sure yet, but we will. Um, <laughs> Wait and see. Watch work, this space. Watch this space, indeed. And once again, if anyone's got any questions, any topics they'd like us to cover, a bit like we've done with sleep. Give us a shout. Yeah, let's know. In the Facebook group. That's um, right. And we we will cover it. We'll we'll pick a topic and and we'll go for it. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me, and thanks for listening, everyone. So have a great day. I will, and you. I'll see you soon. Bye. See you Bye, soon. everyone. Take care. Bye.